Hey, welcome back. Hello, everyone. Uh, I hope you have your coffee ready. We do. This is like the first time we've done an episode in the morning. So yeah. I actually have coffee now. It's kind of disorienting, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I'm very used to it being either like 4 in the afternoon or like 10 p.m. at night. Oh, absolutely. Um, But it, it was really nice to wake up this morning, get some coffee, get the whole thing set up. Mm-hmm. So like, Had waffles. Fun. It was pretty, oh, pretty good. Oh, my God. Waffles. Rock. Even if they're like Egos, like we had Egos, and Egos. yet somehow they're like better than pancakes, homemade pancakes. We had a discussion about whether or not uh, pancakes could trump waffles, and, and decided that waffles were the clear winner of that fight. Always. Um. Yeah. Thank you guys for bearing with us the past few weeks. We've been doing uh, a bi-weekly schedule while we get through um, finals, and we finally made it out of this semester. Thank God. <laughs> so we should be going back to episodes every week. Absolutely. I, in fact, I'm pretty excited. We've got a whole schedule set up. Like, we are ready to go oh, with this. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm very excited for what's to come. So thank you guys for sticking around and listening. Yeah, um, stay tuned. <laughs> stay, stay tuned for the future. Shoddy. Uh, so without further ado, uh, Dakota Benfield, yes. what did you learn this week? I, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts of all time. You know mm-hmm. it well, uh, the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Mm-hmm. And they brought he brought up... Uh, theory that is its own theory. A lot of philosophers and like quantum physicists mm-hmm. really like this one. Not that I personally really subscribe to it, but I do find it very interesting. It's quantum immortality. So yeah, it's, Tell it's, me more. it's a lot to take in. Basically, it's, it's like the many worlds theory where yep. every single choice you make splits our timeline into two like different dimensions. It all like continuously splits into more and more timelines. Okay. So for every choice you make, there's another timeline where you made another choice, you know? Mm, Like if you were picking breakfast this morning and you decided between Frosted Flakes or eggs and bacon. Mm. One, like both happened. Yeah, yeah. But you're only experiencing one. That's fascinating. So where the immortality part comes in is really cool. Basically, if you've ever had like a close call or Mm -hmm. something like in a a car accident or anything really where you could have died... The theory states that you did die, and in another alternate um, universe, like, you did die, but your consciousness just continues down this, like, ever-flowing stream, huh. and so you just hop to the next one. That's cool. I don't know that I necessarily believe in it. Like, there's yeah. there's some issues with it. That <laughs> some logistic with, issues. Yeah, some logistic issues that conflict with, like, my own beliefs about yeah, things, yeah. such as, like, you know, if you were to die and then get revived. Um, yeah, what would happen there? Because, like, like, I have a friend of mine who... Um, was in a coma and then woke up and had like clear memories in the time in between where they had been like, like it had, they had like legally died um, and they were resuscitated um, and they had memories from that time when they weren't alive. Um, But then I also have a friend who had the same experience and had no memories from that time. So I think it's kind of like individual, like what, how, how do you experience near death? That's interesting. Okay, hang on. I know this is like going on a tangent, but I really want to explore this. We love what, a tangent. If it's okay with me asking, mm-hmm. what did he see? Mm, I don't, I think it's not my story to share. Valid. Um, but I hope to, at some point, have them on the podcast and they can share their story personally. That would be um, incredible because that's so But overall, like a story that makes it very hard for me to not believe in an afterlife. Right. Um, and I, I think a lot of people have like, like some interaction with that kind of that kind of story. Oh, absolutely. Um, of, of someone, you know, passing away or nearly passing away and being like, man, like that's, that's way too close to something I've been told about for me not to think that there's more. Yeah. Um, which is really fascinating. For me, I, I think it's just like hard to deny that there's something else. Mm-hmm. The fact that for, you know, millions of years, well, 
thousands of years from <laughs> history we've recorded, like the soul and like an afterlife has yeah. always been a part of that. Oh yeah. And, and we don't really know why, because mm-hmm. like, you know, some people think it's just your ego or your consciousness, but also people talk about like so much more and they have been yeah. for thousands of years. So like mm-hmm. something there just doesn't add up. And I think we're getting closer to figuring mm-hmm. it out. Maybe not like all the way, but mm-hmm. like at least coming to a better consensus about what it is. Yeah. Finding like the intersections and in those like afterlife ideas is really mm-hmm. fascinating. For sure. And, and seeing how many are like, are quite similar. Like the way yeah. that they Oh my God. Yeah. So what many, happens? So many like religions, you know, mm-hmm. they have a lot of the same things like straight out of Genesis mm-hmm. from the Bible. Like a lot of them have a flood. A lot of them have like the creation story in some way or another. I mean, it's different depending on which culture you take it from. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of those same stories are still there, kind of proving that like it all is the same. It yeah, all is the yeah. same thing. I, I know I mentioned that in my episode where oh, it's yeah. like all religions kind of explain mm-hmm. this world in their own way. If you're interested in like those intersections, um, I would definitely check out Jeffrey Cripple's books about um, comparative religion. He kind mm-hmm. of was one of the pioneers of like the comparative religion understanding and like how we look at text in that way. Um, Cause a long time ago, everything was looked at from like a Christian perspective, especially right. in the U S and Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have kind of expanded that thought process and it's really fun to read some of his ideas. Um, I'll attach a link somewhere on our Instagram yeah, page. On with our some Instagram of those or books. our website. Oh yeah. We made a website. We have a website. It's still heavily in progress, <laughs> but it exists now. Yeah. We're working on it, but yeah. we're getting there. And that's, God, we, we really are, like, making progress with that. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm excited about it. It's pretty cool. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, cool theory. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a fun one. It's thought-provoking. It yeah. also made me, like, sit there. I was driving when I was listening to it and heard that, and I was just like, how many times have I died? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, had a little crisis over it. But, yeah. It, <laughs> how many cool universes one. am I in due to my <laughs> irresponsibility? <laughs> Oh my God. Wow. So yeah. uh, Georgia, what, what did you learn this week? Oh, not nearly as interesting, but um, for my whole life, I've been a big fan of dragons, mm, um, yes. big fan of, big fan of dragons. And I did a little bit of research today, not today, this week about why there are dragons in every culture, mm. because like if we accept it to be a mythical creature and like other mythical creatures are not synonymous between all cultures, like most, most cultures have very different mythologies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was interested to why dragons are kind of in all of them. Um, there's a lot of theories. Um, my favorite one, I think, is the um, kind of the composite predator-like idea, uh-huh. where every culture has like a reptile predator, a big cat or a big bear or something kind of predator. Mm-hmm. And, oh, excuse me, I said I was going to burp in this episode. And you I were have. right. Yeah, there um, it is. So it happens when you <laughs> chug coffee. Um, there's and then there's a like a flying predator, mm-hmm. and so if you look at most dragons, they are composites of something that has big claws and can bite you, something that is scaly and has big teeth, and right. something with wings. Um, and those kind of composites sort of change between cultures. But if you look at their other like natural predators, it's pretty clear that they're a combination of those things, Whoa. which makes a lot of sense. And I think is really cool. Yeah, it's the same thing of like when. Uh, pirates were like, oh my god, there's mermaids. Like, we're pretty sure that those were like dolphins or um, 
Oh my gosh, what manatees. are those? Manatees. Yes, manatees. Ah, uh, yeah. They're <laughs> like, ah. That's the funniest theory to me. Manatees. Because then you look at like all the folklore around mermaids, oh, how they're yeah. like beautiful women and stuff. I'm like, what were these pirates on? They, they had... were just like, oh, that thing? <laughs> Fuck yeah. They had, they had scurvy for sure. <laughs> and they thought manatees were mermaids. But if you're like a kid and you're like, oh my God, a crocodile tried to eat me. It had wings. Oh my God. I'm so afraid of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. th- that's how like those myths form. Um, another much more far-fetched idea that I don't pr- agree with because of science, but I find it interesting that it exists, is that there is some evolution of a dinosaur that we just didn't really record in the fossil record because hollow bones have a really hard time being fossilized. So if a dinosaur-like creature could fly, it would be hard to know about it now. But uh, that's it's you know, it's not super supported by any paleontologist. Fair. I, I actually I saw a post on this subject mm-hmm. the other day, and it was that T Rex bones. We've never found like a full skeleton. We found yeah. the head attached to the spine, and mm-hmm. that's what like we went off of, and mm-hmm. like a few other things they like put it together. You know, maybe a femur yeah. here or like a rib there. Mm-hmm. But something interesting that like the article said it was like they're claws mm-hmm. you know how we always look at t-rexes as like little tiny arms yeah and stuff useless right arms well apparently the theory is that since like you said they have hollow bones mm-hmm. those might have been talons like on their wings mm-hmm. and that they that t-rexes or other like large dinosaurs yeah. like that could have just been dragons that we've like yeah. put together in a different way our current estimate is that we have 80 percent of a skeleton but we have 80% of what most animal skeletons look like. Mm-hmm. So if any prehistoric creature had bones that we don't expect to see now, then that count could be off. So if they had right. wing bones or like for any, like like fossilization is so weird. Like they figured out so much about animals, like where their flesh was connected and whether or not they had feathers based off like the patterns you can see on their bones. So cool. um, but like some of that stuff we'll never know because some things just can't really be fossilized without right. like a volcano, which wasn't really what we like could see. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of cool ideas of, of medieval people digging up, you know, like a prehistoric elephant being like, huh. That's a dragon. I don't know why that head is so big. <laughs> right, uh, right. Um, and that's where those myths uh, come into play. Um, so yeah, that's what I learned this week. That's incredible. You know, my, my biggest hope is that we can like pull a Jurassic Park on this shit and just like reanimate a T-Rex just to see. Oh, just to no. see if it was a dragon. There are like five movies of why you shouldn't do There's, that. There are five <laughs> movies of why you shouldn't do that. But I think we as people can learn from those movies. Absolutely you, not. You're right. You Jurassic know Park. Jurassic Park is about predatory capitalism and how we should never take things too far for the sake of money. So when, like, the world is under, you know, like, a socialist agenda, then, then, then we try. You can have, a t- everybody gets a T-Rex, though. <laughs> Not, every single person gets a T-Rex. <laughs> everybody gets a T-Rex at $1,000 per month. The socialist agenda is everyone getting a T-Rex and universal <laughs> basic income. That's it. That's perfect. All right, guys, yep. so we're going to get right into the episode. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you in, yep. like, 20 seconds. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hello, hello, and welcome back. We're here. We we did it. It's we, been 20 seconds, and now you're here. <laughs> hello. Thanks for not leaving. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're here with our friend Max Trotter. Hello. 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 We're so glad to have you. Yeah, no, this is super exciting. I see you every once in a while, but it's been so long since we've actually gotten to hang out, and I'm, like, super excited about oh, it. Oh, yeah. 
Max was here when we both got to Western. Um, we were coworkers for a little while. Um, did scene a few films buddies. together. Scene, <laughs> scene shop buddies. Yes. Um, yeah, but very excited to have you here today. Hey, uh, first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. I'd like to request a song. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Max, I guess we'll just hop right into it with our um, first and one of our favorite questions. Who are you? Um, so, uh, oh God. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, Everybody, like, every guest. I mean, I hear all the time. I, I try not to think about like any of the, the, the questions or anything just because I wanted everything to be a little bit more genuine from my perspective anyway. But, uh, oh God, so who am I? Hi, I'm Max. Uh, I'm an artist uh, at heart. Um, I am a spreader of the good vibes. Oh, uh, yes. We agree. That's my so mission good. statement, folks. Yeah, I like to consider myself, I, try, I don't know, I try to be a, a pretty chill guy. I consider myself like a nightlight. Yeah, that's what I am. I'm a nightlight. I like to uh, bring light into other people's lives and make mm. it just a little less shitty if I can here yeah. and there, folks. Absolutely. God, I, that's, I, that's beautiful. I can agree that's a good, that's a good yeah. statement. Yeah, no, that, and I'd say accurate for yeah, sure. I would, I would definitely say accurate. Uh, d- just last year, I was trying to move houses and Max was like, hey, uh, I'll just could just come over and help you move houses with completely spontaneous um, and helped us move like a hundred freaking boxes from one house to another. And then was like, okay, have a good day. Bye. And we we're like a little guardian angel making my life better. <laughs> like, I yeah. mean, Hey, I had nothing else going on folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Max, if you could have any superpower, mm. which superpower would you choose? I think I would do, this is going to sound basic, but I've got, I feel like a uh, not basic reason behind it. Okay. Teleportation because um, <laughs> I, uh, I often like to drag things out to like the last moments uh, that I can. Um, part of me just has this kind of like ADHD-esque brain, whether it's diagnosed or not to be said. Um, but so like I'll, uh, you know, I show up to work like, exactly on time or like two minutes afterwards <laughs> and i feel like the teleportation just kind of helps uh get rid of that problem because i'm like oh i want to uh stay out here and jam for like i don't know a couple more minutes oh no i am gonna be late to work now oh well with teleportation no problem i jam out until like a minute before my shift starts bam done there. oh Amazing. that's so good that gives you so much extra time too. yeah right that's really yeah. that's smart yeah. Do you think with the teleportation, your procrastination would just increase by 10 minutes? That would have been your commute and you would still show up at the exact same time? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I was going to say no, but no, absolutely. I would show up. I think I would just, I would think I would start showing up at like exactly on time. Like they'd see me walk through the door and be like, oh, hey, well, he's not late, I guess. <laughs> he is exactly on time. He is exactly on time. It wouldn't be like I'd start showing up to places like 10 minutes early. Now, no. if it's like something I'm like passionate about showing up to, yeah. I wait tables. I'm not passionate about that. Whatever. Right. <laughs> um, but if it's something I'm passionate, I'll show up to whatever. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. But this just allows me to, if I'm not totally passionate about it, or if I want to be like fashionably late to like an event, mm-hmm. I can be precisely fashionably late. Do we think that teleportation takes time is it instantaneous mm. or is the, the act of teleportation like it's got to take like at least a few seconds maybe think, a couple of minutes i think i think teleportation is almost instantaneous i think maybe yeah. like give or take a couple of seconds mm. but really if you're gonna teleport unless it's like travel where your body just like has to go you know up into space and then back down or something i would love that personally it would be yeah. cool it would be <laughs> you cool. go you high five mars you come yeah. back down to the- <laughs> 
Just like, yeah. Teleportation's really just kind of like the beam me up Scotty thing, uh-huh. except for you, you know, become the beam and just beam to wherever you are and then rematerialize. Right. Amazing. That's yeah. that's the kind of teleportation I've been watching um a lot of Steven Universe. In fact, between uh, the last episode we recorded mm-hmm. and now I finished the entire series. Highly recommend Steven Universe. It's a it's a kids cartoon for all ages. Everyone Indeed. should watch it. Everyone should watch it. I cried. I'm I'm not afraid to admit that. I cried a lot. All right. It's I, a tearjerker. I'm not gonna lie. It'll, <laughs> it will for sure make you cry. To bring you to tears. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's how the teleportation works in that show. They literally get like beamed up. Yeah. And then like come back down. Yeah. Fascinating. That's so cool. I love that. Um. So Max. While we're while we're still on this like these lighter topics, Absolutely. I want to go ahead and ask, uh, what's your favorite book slash movie slash music slash media? Like if you can pick, okay, one thing that defines multiple you. answers are allowed. Um, Absolutely. So, all right, I was a film major in college. I have since graduated college. Thank God, um, <laughs> you made it. Yeah, right. So, film has always been a part of my life. But one thing that the college experience gave me was more of an affinity for music, and I started to really like dive into it. Mm-hmm. So, since then, I would say music has been like the de- defining part of my life. It is like I listen to music everywhere I go. I clock mm-hmm. like I think one year I clocked eighty thousand hours on Spotify or minutes on Spotify. So, my my favorite piece of media currently um, is this uh, musician named Grizz. He's like this, like electro funk mm-hmm. type, uh, you know, artist, and he also I've does heard some of Grizz. Hard, yeah, he also does some harder stuff, but I like yeah. his like funk vibey stuff. And I like him not only because his music is great, but because it, of his message as well. Which, when I look for my artists, I don't just look at their music; I look at what they stand for. Yeah. And his whole message is show love, spread love. Like that is like mm-hmm. hashtag SLSL. Like that's his whole thing. And so like I've, I attached, I've really attached to that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's like made me just enjoy that kind of music so much more now. Cause yeah. it comes from a place of like wanting to spread the good vibes. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And that, that falls perfectly in line with like who you are as a person. So yeah. like that, that's really awesome, man. When people find you as a musician and a creator, what do you you hope is the message that they see attached to your work? Um, Oh, God. As a musician, like, I'm I'm stepping out in the world as a musician currently. Um, All a learning process. Mm -hmm. I like to say I'm getting better every day. Um, But I got a long ways to go. Anyway, the message uh, I think I want to see, like, attached to my music and stuff Mm -hmm. like that is up a similar vein. to like the show Love Spread Love, but um, I'm trying to kind of shape mine to be, I want mine to be kind of this like introspective, yeah. uh, mm. introspective love, kind yeah. of like love yourself type deal. Mm. Right. Uh, love the person that you see. That's, that's so important too. Yeah. It's something that like this year I've been learning to deal with and like struggling to deal with for mm-hmm. sure. But oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's an incredible message to have with your music because we all need to do that just a little bit more, I yeah. think. 2020's been like it's been the year to kind of dive in and love yourself, man. That's yeah. what the issue's been, love yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. If, if your excuse has ever been I don't have time to learn how to love myself. <laughs> well, boy oh boy, do I have a year for you. <laughs> yeah, welcome. God. We're so we're so close to the end oh, of this year. Right. But- uh, I, I know the issues will not um, resolve upon the new year, but I, I hope we can move into 2021 with more perspective and more motivation to make the world a better place. Yeah. And like, hopefully, you know, a little more hope for the future yeah. because like, <laughs> we'll a little more God, hope. I know when this all right. first hit, I was just like, oh, it's just the end of the world. Okay. No big deal. But like, 
knowing that it's not as good, knowing that we're moving forward and like yeah, getting through it is There's nothing good. like getting a musical theater degree while the world is on fire. Oh, right? <laughs> yeah, Literally. you guys haven't done any shows at all. Oh you guys my have done your entire degree is just yeah. performing and there's no bit no performing. Oh, yeah. he, well, here we are. Yeah. Uh, that's here we are. that's where this came from. It was literally yeah. just yeah. like, we're not doing shows. Mm. We're not really doing anything. Why don't we just make our own art, make our own yeah. creations because we can. Yeah. yeah. Creativity does not have a framework or, or limits. When we kind of put it in that like framework with those limits, it gets kind of frustrating and you don't want yeah. to create as much. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's, let's drastically change direction um, to, to my favorite section of the show. Um, what is your favorite memory from childhood? Boy, do I have a lot of those. I don't have a lot of like memories from like like my elementary school because I was just kind of I think I had so much energy when I was in elementary school that yeah. it all just kind of went by as this excited like blur where I was yeah. just like my body was just shaking and I was jumping. I can describe it as I was jumping up and down through the first like five, ten years of my life. Whoa, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh one of my more defining memories though was um so I went to this place called uh Camp Kanata as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um and it was like I mean, it was a sleepaway camp. It was like a YMCA sleepaway camp. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm an agnostic myself and everything, but that was a Christian camp. But I didn't mind that part. Um, I think it was like it gave it this wholesome value, which was mm-hmm. nice. But I think my more defining memories come from there because that was the, like a place where I got to really my energy kind of got to explode a little bit. And this is like like later down the line, I guess the late childhood. Uh, when I was in the oldest age group, they would have like a rest period, but uh, the oldest age group was Lower Lake. They stayed up in a in a different like segment of the camp that was mm-hmm. like way further and had their own like little pond, uh, oh, their own wow. nice own little cabin. Yeah. It was like you were away and it was nice. That's bougie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right? And so my, I remember my, I think second to last year as a camper, when I was in Lower Lake, I had one day where I just kind of went on a walk by myself because we were allowed to do that because we were the oldest age group. And hey, we're not going to get into any shenanigans. <laughs> um, that's a lie. Um, <laughs> but I went um, down a walk down this long path. I don't. I think I had been down it like twice before, is like like with uh, like activities or something. I don't know. Uh, whatever campers do. At the very end, there's this really big tree. This massive ma- it's an oak tree it's a massive oak tree and it just like you open out into this clearing with this giant tree just placed in the center and i just kind of like sat under the tree during rest period for like 10 minutes and it was like i felt like so at peace as a kid which was such a weird thing to feel yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely that sound you're like the buddha just sitting under a tree and just like <laughs> just meditating oh my lord it was like man because i had so much energy and i was like so unsure of myself but for once and that moment i was like sure i was like yeah. you know i'm good wow. i'm supposed to be here how have you learned to channel all of that energy as you've grown older um i think my energy has like i i have realized i have i've regained some of like my inner child because i think high school and the judgment that you uh, mm. feel around you know yeah. that age crushed a little bit of that um, and made me shut down my inner child a little bit because I was like, oh, well, what if people don't like me? Eh." Um, (laughs) We have all been there. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And But now it's I've gained a little bit of that back. So that energy, I've put my inner child in the passenger seat of a car and I'm driving the car. If I let the inner child touch the steering wheel, I'm veering off the road. Mm -hmm. But I let his energy kind of like an excitement carry me where I want to go. Yeah. I think that's so... Good. That's important because I think 
a lot of people lose that because we're told, you know, you have to grow up. You have to like leave that part of yourself behind. And I don't, I don't think that's true. I think like you say, keeping them in the passenger seat, Yeah. you know, making sure you're at the wheel, but keeping that energy is something incredibly important that a lot of people have lost. And yeah. I, I myself mm-hmm. am working on like regaining that. Oh yeah. Some great advice I got from my dad was, um, I, I told him when I got home from college, like one year that I just felt like I was like faking it and I didn't actually know how to be an adult. And he was like, everyone is faking it. Mm-hmm. No one knows what they're doing, even me. And I was like, what? Cause my dad knows everything. <laughs> um, and I, I agree that like, we don't really know what we're doing as adults and we are kind of faking something, but why not take that as an opportunity to live in the world with a little bit more silliness and a little bit more joy and see the good in the things around us mm-hmm. because like we don't know how to do everything so we might as well no. enjoy the things that we do know yeah absolutely so you talked about this a little bit talking about the camp and everything but are you religious or spiritual and like explain kind of what that means to you yeah so no i i think i had a really really good upbringing in terms of like my like religious freedom and all that stuff mm-hmm. uh i went to church until i was eight years old and then I remember one day I woke up and was like, Mom, I don't want to go to church today. And she was like, okay, we won't. And that was the last time I went. That Like, that was it. I didn't go to church ever uh, since then. I, I, w- I would go occasionally because I had yeah. friends who uh, went to church and I'd sleep over at their house and mm-hmm. we'd go in the morning. Um, and one of my friends, his dad was a pastor. So, mm-hmm. like, I'd go to, ch- like, to church. Uh, and I never minded it. But... I went through like a phase where I was like in, I think it was when I was like in middle school, early high school, I was like, I don't believe in God. So therefore I'm an atheist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was like, and then I think I spent uh, t- too long trying to define, like trying to you or be a good atheist in terms of like <laughs> disproving everything with science and be like, no, there can't be an afterlife because yada, yada, yada as a small <laughs> high school child. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so now I, I'm, now I'm agnostic, um, hands down. I don't, I, I prescribe to the, I don't know what's going on philosophy. <laughs> Valid. Um, yeah. And I think like the, the ideals I like come from a bunch of different things. I like Buddhist ideals of, mm-hmm. um, kind of just like, I don't know, the, the, this concept that there's not like a, like great one power or anything, but yeah. that your mm-hmm. life is in some sense recycled mm-hmm, when you right. die you're not nixed out done it's just all dark but when you die like you were either reborn or i uh mm-hmm. i like i like the concept of when you die you're you just get shot off into like the cosmos yeah right that and, like that yeah. renewable energy that kind of flows around the universe and maybe it collects into your soul and maybe it's a flower or yeah. a cloud that's or, literally yeah. my my beliefs exactly is the pantheism uh, ideas, which is like your your energy, your soul energy can't be created or destroyed, so it continues on, and it takes the form like so many different forms. You've probably been through a shit ton. You've probably yeah. been a tree or like some water at some point, but like you're the energy that like, creates the universe. Yeah, and then sometimes that manifests as like a conscious being mm-hmm. who's able to experience the universe because like without us here to experience it, then the universe would just like with no one to see it mm-hmm. but if the universe wasn't there then we'd have nowhere to live that's really cool so you just need both yeah, yeah. but yeah i think there's um in a sense so oh no <laughs> i literally saw that 
in my so mind like it was going to happen. It was going to happen. Oh. I it, didn't think it was. Uh, Max has just knocked his Dunkin' Donuts coffee upon the floor. And it's Georgia fine. has found out she's psychic. Um, I, thought, I, I will say I previously thought I was psychic. And I know so I'm certain. I, I, you know, I've had little inklings. I, I don't I, actually think I'm psychic. I, I mean, I, I, I have prophetic dreams. But that, besides the point, I don't think so much that it's that I'm psychic. It's that I teach children. Mm. And when I see something that's going to fall on the floor, I know immediately that it's someone is going to knock it onto the floor. <laughs> Because I've just seen it happen too many times. And let's be honest, I'm a child. So. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, talking about like inner child, exactly a little bit of outer cool. child. <laughs> um, so you talked a little bit about like your your younger life and your high school experience. Um, so I'm curious about you know five, mm-hmm. ten years ago, where did you think you would be now? Five, ten years. Okay, so let's see. Five years ago, I was a senior in high school. Ten years ago, eighth grade, ninth grade ish. Five years ago, I just discovered like a burning passion for film because I so I took a uh, film class my senior year of high school, uh, which was the best decision I could have made um, because it just gave me a lot of like opportunities and uh, not even like wild opportunities, but um, I just it, it helped it helped me grow. Yeah. And so five years ago, I definitely thought. Okay, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to bust my ass. And I'm going to come out and I'm going to move to a film city. I'm going to go to LA and I'm going to start being a film person. Hell I'm yeah. be a director. Yeah. All of those cliche film boy thoughts mm-hmm. yeah. um, from a small child who was in 10th or I guess a senior or high school getting ready mm-hmm. to become a freshman. Um, I was also a lover of theater. So it was like there was also part of myself that was like theater's going to be in my life somehow. And I'm still holding on to that because, hey, theater's going to be my nice now. Um, yeah. But, and then further, further back, uh, as a, a child, it was literally like, I didn't know when I was in eighth grade. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I know I like being in front of people. And I know I like, I like, uh, I was in, um, I was taking music classes and all throughout middle school. So I think music was bound to be a part of my life at some point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, senior year, Max definitely thought big film boy energy. Yeah. Uh, yes. Current Max thinks uh, smaller film boy, in, uh, smaller film boy energy, mm-hmm. still film boy energy, but yeah. also more music energy. So like, yeah, talk on that for a second. Like smaller film boy energy. Is that like, do you want to do indie films or like what, what's the goal there? I don't want to, um, I, <laughs> so my goal nowadays is straight up just to like find what I can do to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, I've realized I don't want to explicitly like direct big time movies anymore. Um, I would prefer to, uh, compose for film as well as do lighting for film, mm-hmm. uh, because I think the lighting and stuff is just, it's just so much fun to play it yeah. really just is like and that's my inner kid being like i just want to play with big toys <laughs> uh, make it so, colorful yeah exactly i can make things colorful oh look i can move shadow <laughs> um, i control light <laughs> i am god <laughs> so i that's that's the route i want to go now is i just want to um i don't explicitly want to work on big projects. I explicitly don't explicitly want to not work on big projects. Kind yeah, of right. just whatever happens, happens kind of thing. Oh. I just know where I want to go. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, that's, that's literally like probably the best place to be. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like, you can never like see the future, yeah. of course, mm-hmm. but having that ambition and those goals, like that'll take you there, you know? Yeah. I, that's incredible. In that vein of like searching for, 
what brings you happiness in your life? What brings you the most joy in your life now? Being ridiculous. Amazing. Being ridiculous. Absolutely. I, um, I think, okay, so my uh, friend group in college was really, it was the, the best thing that could have happened for my like development and everything. Uh-huh. They are the reason I am the way I am, as well as other things that happened, you know, uh, everything contributes, but they kind of helped get me out of my shell to a point now where like, when I went into college, I was definitely very unsure of myself. I was becoming more sure of myself, but thanks mm-hmm. to them, I had like, so... One of my best examples was they, uh, in around Christmas time, they Mm. would set up a tree, a Christmas tree at the campus fountain. We would, uh, dress up one of my friends dressed up as like sexy Santa. Uh, I would throw on whatever Christmas gear I have and we'd pass out hot chocolate and candy canes in the center of the fountain. Blasting Christmas music and dancing around like idiots. Oh Oh my gosh. That's incredible. That's that's amazing. I love that. It was so much fun. And that kind of stuff. Like now I just like doing bits for the purpose of doing, but like my every day is a bit for Yes. Mm -hmm. Do it for the bit. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's just so much fun if I can cut loose, like, uh, at work. Um, when I just started there, I think I shocked people because I did the 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 WAP dance. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they died, and it was so much fun. That's so funny, oh my gosh. dude. Yes. Oh my god. And that's that's where the inner child comes out. It's like you know what? Yeah, of course, do bits all the time. Yes. Like that's. I love doing that with friends. I think it's. I don't know. Such a good way to bond with people too. It's, it's harmless little stuff. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's and it just fun. Joy. That's so important. That's incredible, man. So to switch things around a little bit, going straight from joy to like the opposite, what is your greatest fear? Oh, God. So it kind of comes into two different facets, which are, um, I I have a a fear of being um, entirely alone. Mm -hmm. Um, I, right now in my place in Asheville, like the people I live with aren't like They are my roommates, and that is, like, bottom line, they're my roommates. Mm -hmm. I enjoy having them as roommates. Uh, When I leave, it will never develop a past. We were roommates. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. So, right now, I feel, like, a little bit more... I feel more alone than I have in, like, so many years. That being said, I don't feel entirely alone because I've got a lot of people I can hold on to, and I have a lot of people around me that I can be with. Totally. Mm -hmm. But being entirely alone just, like, terrifies me to the point where, like... I can't imagine a time where I would be like, if I need somebody and there's just nobody, mm-hmm. like, like yeah. I can't call anyone. I can't like, like I'm talking to burn to all of my bridges deal. There's no one I can hold on to. Right. And I'm just an entire free fall because a large part of my everyday to life or day to day life is when I go through tough shit, mm-hmm. I reach out. And I think that's so important. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. where that fear derives from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To have those connections is really For important. Sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, literally, I there's been several times where I know that I've, like, called Georgia and been like, I, there's just, like, no one else, and I need human contact, please. <laughs> there's no one else. You'll do. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm, joking, I'm joking. I, I know. I know. <laughs> but, yeah, having those connections is so important, and that's something I'm very grateful for. I know that there's you. I know mm-hmm. that there's you. I know that there's tons of people that I know yeah. who mm-hmm. will be there for me, you know? Yeah. And I... Max, knowing the person that you are, I say that's something that you don't have to worry about because yeah. you spread so much joy and love to other mm-hmm. people that they will always be there for you, man. Mm-hmm. Well, Absolutely. You. Yeah. Do you have any regrets from your life? Mm. Mm. Okay, so yes and no. Uh, yes to the point of um, there have been things I have both done and not done that I would like to have uh 
done or not done. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, I don't think... I think I've been able to take something from all of those decisions um, to the point where, like, I don't, I don't view them as regrets in terms of, would you go back in time and change all of them? Because I don't think I would at this point. But I think there's things I've said to people that I'm like, man, I really, really wish I hadn't said that. Or things that, that I, I had an opportunity and didn't take. Yeah. Um, I'm like, man, I finally taken that. But what I was able to get through the, or through those experiences was if I had said something to someone, it showed me a part of myself that I needed to watch a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like if I like, if I get angry, I have like a switch that if it's flipped, I go from like one to 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I yelled at one of my friends at one point. And so I've realized now that that's something I need to watch. And I, I am able to identify when that switch is hit and I can be like, okay, I need to go take care of this. Right. Um, or like if there's an opportunity now, I know I can be like, okay, well, this can do a lot for me. I need to just go. Yeah. 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 So I think it's just, yeah, it's just a realizing what I can get out of the things I've missed or not missed or done or not done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's something that I, I like worried me for a long mm-hmm. time was like, oh my God, you know, what if I don't do this? What if I don't do that? And like all those what ifs, but like looking back, there's been a lot of, opportunities I didn't take and a lot of things that could be different, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm glad they're not, you know, cause like you said, it, it's, it's a learning experience. In fact, that's, I feel like what all life is, is just a learning experience that helps you grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you had taken all of those opportunities, you wouldn't know when you like need to not take one or anything yeah. like that. Like or what the opposite timeline would have in store, <laughs> you know, you're not going to yeah. know what it could have been. So why, why try so hard to look back in the past and see where you could be? Right. Yeah. Instead of looking at where you are right yeah, now exactly. and you where you're going. Your mm-hmm. What do you find gives you courage in your life now? Courage. In, in what vein? I would say courage to be the best version of yourself. Courage to take risks in your life that mm. you think would benefit you. Um, I think just kind of knowing that in the end of the day... Uh, if you, if I put my head down, it'll, things will just work. Like things will just Mm -hmm. work out. It may like, like, and I think as an artist, I struggle with this all the time. And I think a lot of other artists do too, but it's just, there's a constant self doubt with anything that I do artistically, whatever. Yeah. My courage plays into that. And just through my life. Cause I'm like, if I just put my head, if I just work, if I just, buckle down and do what I need to do, whether that's, you know, taking a mental health day or like objectively looking back and say, I need to take a mental health day, taking it. Or if it's like, okay, I need to get some, like work on some music day, or I need to make a shot list or whatever, whatever that is. I know that if I can just put my nose to the grind real quickly, things will just work and trusting yeah. that, trusting yeah. myself and trusting that they will work. Right. Mm-hmm. That self-trust is really important. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. think it's something we all struggle with a little bit. Everyone is so much more capable than yeah. I think they believe. Yeah. I mean, like, at least to my beliefs, you got the whole universe in you. You can do what you want. You yeah. just got to believe that you can. Because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that self-doubt is what holds people back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Giving yourself the allowance to try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Max, if you could go back in time and give yourself, you know, a few words of advice, what would you say? If I were to tell uh, 
younger me something, and I think prime time to do this would have been seventh grade me, would have just been, don't worry. Don't worry about what people what people think about you. Don't don't worry about that stuff, yeah. man. It doesn't matter. And I think like like I feel like that's such a, a a basic word of advice, you know, don't worry about anything. But it's like for me it was like like that was such a stunting part of my high school and like early Absolutely. middle school and those really important years was I was just so like I was still weird and quirky. But I was holding back on my weirdness. I was holding back on my quirks and everything because I was like, well, what if people judge me? Like that kind of stuff. And if I could right. just go back and be like, it, it, what, what if people judge you? What if? What if? Oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Nothing changes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's the hardest hurdle to overcome when, you're, when you can just realize that it doesn't matter. No. Whatever people think of you, it does not affect you in any way. They can think whatever they want. Yeah. But like you are yeah. you. Yeah. Just be you. you the know? ones to hold on to are the ones who accept that. Like exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What, exactly. What were some of the realizations that helped you become like your weird and wonderful self? It's been a process and it is still an ongoing process, but I've noticed it hit when I got into college. For me personally, it was a really good idea to go into college. Mm-hmm. I've had friends who it wasn't and they're doing so good because they didn't. Right. Um and but for me it was like if I went to a college where I didn't know anyone, so I had to, like, figure everything out. And it was, like, every single fall I realized I got a little more extroverted and a little mm-hmm. more extroverted. Yeah. Maybe not, like, extroverted, but a little more comfortable. You know? Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think that, like, what what it was was for me was just slowly being, like, oh, wait, people don't care. Oh, wait, I'm a little more quirky and people, like, it brings people joy. Oh, wait, <laughs> I can do this a little bit more. What? Yeah. Yes. I love that. That's, that's so good. I, I've had like the opposite effect this semester yeah. where like I've been able to accept my introverted side more, mm-hmm. you know, it, mm-hmm. I think both are important. I think Absolutely. being extroverted, having fun with people, being able to like put yourself out there, incredibly important, Yeah. but also being able to like sit there and take that time to yourself and be okay. Last year and like throughout my college experience and I, I've always wanted to be around people. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta be around friends. I gotta be around people. Almost as if I gotta like validate that I'm even here. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm just Prove like, uh, if knowledge. other people are perceiving me, then I'm here. Yeah, it's please, fine. Please perceive me, so I know I exist. <laughs> but this this semester especially has given me, and you know, COVID and stuff, given yeah. me so much time to just like be by myself. And sure, like I've seen friends every once in a while, yeah. like every few days, but like. I've really taken like sometimes like three or four days at a time where I'm like, ah, it's just me. And like, God, that is very helpful. When I got to college, I was like, I need to be peppy and cute and pretty because that is what (laughs) musical theater majors are. Peppy. Uh, It lasted for, Cody can attest, two weeks. Two weeks, dude. (laughs) Two weeks. Oh my, I remember. You can't hold it up. You can't be somebody that you're not. No, you can't fake it. You I do. I remember that first like dance class that we took together and I was like, wow, all of these girls are like really basic. All this energy, like, like my, my base energy is really like heavy, like not in like a sad way, just like. Um, I, I've had people like mention like when I walk into a space, there's a little bit of just like, oh, that's like a person that's in here now. Like mm-hmm. I'm a bit like, you're very like, grounded. Wait. Yeah, yes. very grounded. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's not a bad thing. No, no. Yeah. But when I was younger, I thought it meant that I was like angry and sad and like <laughs> nobody was going to want to be around me. But it, it's, it's grown into like roots instead mm-hmm. of like a anvil on my head, you know? Yeah, exactly. We're, we're growing into who we're supposed to be. And that's important. People, people talk about when you're like a kid, they'll be like, just 
be yourself. That's what you should be. You should be yourself. And like for the longest time, I, I didn't know exactly what that meant. I thought right. being yourself meant like you got to find that person you want to be and you got to like act just like yeah. them rather Build yourself than into that. exactly rather yeah. than just like whatever happens naturally as you that's good enough. Yeah. That's what you should be. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. yeah. It's something I think we all struggle with, but are mm-hmm. also learning to deal with. Yeah. And it's really good. It's yeah. really yeah. good. What advice would you give other people who are going into college and think they know who they are, but they're not really sure where to go next? This also comes from Grizz. And this is, uh, this was like a, came from like a spoken word piece that he did, uh, off of his, uh, album chasing the golden hour part three, really good <laughs> album. Anyway. Um, don't try to be anything just be mm-hmm. um because it, if you spend all this energy trying to be someone or trying to be this thing instead of just being what you are who you are mm-hmm. in the moment if you fail then that's unmarked that's a negative mark to you yeah and mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna feel the failure but if you yeah. It, just allow yourself to be who you are and what you are in a moment. Yeah. Then one, you're not gonna fail because you're six. You're already succeeding on just being you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, it just it it brings your energy back to you and mm-hmm. focusing right. on you and everything. And I think I think just you know it's it's the pandemic has helped show me that as well. And I, I came to a similar um, understanding before uh, Grizzly, like his album even came out or anything like that. But when he said that kind of stuff, it just clicked with yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, that like that was it. Like the pandemic had taught me to just like, when I was sad, I needed to let myself like, just know, yeah, I'm sad. I'm objectively sad and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I will be happy again. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, a, that's it's so a wave. Yeah. It's gonna pass. Exactly. And on the other end of that, identifying when you're happy being like i am in a really good place right now but knowing that it might not last forever and that's okay oh yeah exactly like that's the thing about life people people expect to like you know work so hard work so hard eventually i'm gonna get to a place where i'm stable and happy and it'll just be like that forever but that that's not true and if i'm being honest if you ever got to a place where things were just happy all the time and there were no problems, life would be so boring. Yeah. Like yeah. eventually it'd just be like the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, there's going to be ups and downs. I don't believe anyone has a certain like peak of their life where it's like, that was the best moment of my life. They can look yeah. back on like good moments for sure, but there's always going to be ups and downs. And that's just like the, the roller coaster that is life. Yeah. And so like might as well enjoy the ride rather than being terrified of every single drop. Absolutely. Yeah. That's like that that marked difference between happiness and joy is like uh, you know, ice cream makes me happy. That's not true. I don't even like ice cream. What's something that makes me happy? Uh, music makes me happy. No, that brings me joy. Um, oh God, I'm not Let's helpful. Uh, Go- going to Goodwill and buying weird Chotskys. Yes. Um, that makes me happy. But that happiness fades. But there are things in my life that bring me joy and I can rely on that joy no matter what is happening. I might be very, very sad. I might be grieving. But in that grief, I can experience there's a, there's a level of joy that I find in my life and those that I love and those that are around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that joy is like something that we can search for and hope to continue cultivating in our lives while accepting that there's going to be ups and downs of whether we're happy or sad or mm-hmm. angry. Joy is something that can mm. be in all of those things. That's yeah. really good. I think it's interesting you said, you were like, music, no, music does bring me joy. And I think yeah. <laughs> music is so important. Yeah. I 
I, I met someone, I met someone, uh, not naming like any names or yeah. anything, but they told me that they didn't like music. And I was confused by this statement. I'm sorry for what the life you lead. It didn't make sense to me. I was like, you don't like music? And I'm like, well, what, what do you like listen to though? And they're like, nothing. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, what? what about like when you're on a drive or something? What if it's like a five hour drive? What are you going to do the whole time? They're like, sit and drive. And I was like, <gasps> I don't understand. <laughs> it does not compute. This That's is scary. scary. It's, it's scary. But like, music is amazing. Music. I need music. Yeah. yeah. Something about the vibrations attaching to my soul. <laughs> it's just, it's, it gives me life. And yeah. I think, yeah, it yeah. definitely brings joy. Um, speaking of life to you, Max, mm-hmm. what is the meaning of life? Mm, that's a that's a light question. I know, right? Um, yeah, yeah right. peppered in there. Um, All the easy questions here. So, to reiterate your sister's thing, I I've always liked I liked the one about life is love, that kind of stuff. Mm. I think for me, uh, life is life is to sound basic and ambiguous. The meaning of life is exactly what you make the meaning to be. There is no nothing. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Uh, you die, you're in the dirt, whatever. Nothing matters. Time kills everything, nothing matters. So, you get to choose what matters to you. And right. I think that's what the meaning, the meaning of the overarching meaning is there is no meaning, choose what the meaning is to you. That being said, I think the meaning that I've given myself nowadays is my mission statement, which is to be a nightlight, to be light in chaos, to be like light in darkness, because mm-hmm. I've gone through so much. I've gone through my fair share of traumatic events, but I've, I've no, I noticed that I was always able to somehow find some either positive swing on it or mm-hmm. able to overcome it by finding some light to hold on to. And that whenever I experienced a traumatic event through art and stuff, I would have some sort of artistic form of like what I described as like vomiting out this black chaotic energy <laughs> through my art and uh-huh. I would look back on that and be like well I'm never watch- like listening or watching this again because like <laughs> because it's just like awful and it makes me cringe and stuff <laughs> like that but I was able to find some sort of light and that's yeah. what I've made my my purpose right now is just to bring that kind of light to other people and make their lives just a little less shitty <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that no that's, that's beautiful yeah. I, I totally agree with you in the idea that like yeah we we choose the meaning of life and as like part of the universe as beings here to create that like we are throughout our lives building what the meaning is you know we we create what the meaning of life is it's a concept that we came up with like i maybe animals do feel the meaning of life maybe they inherently know or Mm -hmm. something but we're the only ones that can sit here and verbalize it in a way we understand Mm. it's a concept we made up yeah and so forever we're just building that yeah. that's beautiful that's really cool well then i guess this brings us to our last question oh yeah um uh, our favorite one um what is the best advice you've ever received the best advice i've ever received um this okay so i think the i think the best advice i've ever received was uh, from one of my uh, best friend's fathers, which was that <clears throat> nothing matters. And that, again, I, I've said that before, but it bring, it's such a loaded thing. Yeah. Like, nothing matters, so choose what you want to matter. Right. Nothing matters, so be yourself. Nothing matters, so it's okay. Um, and I think that, like, that, it, it came at a good point in my life, too. I was at, like, 
I was at a lower point emotionally and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then I was, I think I was just so wound up in my own head recently. And then I was just talking, I think my friend had gone inside and uh, me and his dad were just like outside on the porch. I love porches, by the way, a nighttime porch. Porches oh, are the yeah. best. Yeah, right? Porches, perfect vibe. We were just chilling on the porch and everything. And, um, and he just said that like, like nothing matters. So be what you want to be. So make yeah. what matter, like hold on to what matters to you. Yeah. And I think that like struck a chord with me and it was just like, he's right. Nothing does matter in yeah. the best possible way. Yes. Yeah, and exactly. the best way nothing matters because I get to be like, oh, this person just like, I got cussed out at work the other day. I'm a waiter and some customer like cussed at me. And I was like, it doesn't matter. Whatever. I stopped serving him. I let it wash over me because, hey, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's not going to affect your life long term. No. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't exactly. matter. The only way it could affect your life in any way is if you let it. Is exactly. If you, like, just sit there and pine over it and yeah. you freak out and you're like, he cursed at me. That one man who I'll never see again doesn't like me. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> even even to a more deep extent, too. I think it can you can go with, like, if you have, like, someone, like, close to you and everything pass and stuff like that. Like, objectively... It does not matter. It is a pain that you will feel and everything, mm-hmm. and that's okay. And you can let yourself feel it. I I got to a point where I accepted that you know everyone's this it's death is going to happen to mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like it mattered to me in a mo- like when I've experienced death, it's mattered to me in the moment and everything. But ultimately, I can help myself get over it by just being like it. it like ultimately, this is going to be something I had to deal with at some point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It grief grief sucks. It it's, does. It's not a. It's a probably one of the worst feelings I've experienced is is like genuine grief. But it passes. It does. Like the feeling that you you're like this will literally never go away. I am drowning in this feeling, and then a year or so later, you look back and you go, I do not feel that way anymore. It passes and it we'll does. all move on. It doesn't mean it's not hard. It doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't suck. Especially it sucks in the so moment. bad. It's, it's so bad. But but it happens and. We, we have the opportunity to grieve because we have been blessed with the ability to love someone in our lives. Yes. yes. And if you have been so blessed that there is someone that you love so much that their loss hurts that much, there is still a blessing in that that we mm-hmm. can move through and say, this will pass and yeah. it won't matter anymore. Yes. Them just being a part of your life, that's what's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, at least in my mind right now, time's kind of relative and it's yeah. like, I, I don't really <laughs> understand it exactly. I'm... I'm kind of with the theory that all time's kind of happening at once and it just like yeah. is we're just experiencing it lin- linearly. So like that person's still there. You don't lose oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's, even if you don't believe in that and it's just in your memories, you don't mm-hmm. lose any of that. Even when you're grieving, you can yeah. just yeah. hold them with you, which is beautiful. It really is. It's good stuff. Hell yeah. Well, this has been a, a wonderful yeah. conversation. Fantastic. I've enjoyed this so greatly. Yeah. Um, have, have, are you releasing music? Is there a place we can find your music? Yeah. Or? So uh, my artist name is Nocturnal Planet. Um, right now I am uh, just doing the SoundCloud rap, uh, mm-hmm. route. Route. Um, <laughs> Not SoundCloud rap. No. <laughs> route. Um, as well, uh, I'm also I also pop myself up on YouTube. I put like uh, like audio visualizers on there just yeah. to pop my music on a different platform. But yeah, Nocturnal Planet on Spotify. Um, I also do. Um, 
composing for uh, cinematic scores and everything. Yeah. There's links all over anything you can ever need on any of those websites, channels, mm-hmm. etc. To yeah, all man. my cinematic stuff as well. That's well, incredible. check out Max's music and get to listen to some of his, you know, joyful stuff. Yeah, um, Nocturnal enjoyed, Planet. Yeah, we've enjoyed That's having so cool. you here so much, Max. Hell so yeah, this has been great. a joy. Thank you so much. And thank you all for tuning in. Yeah. We will uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. And uh, in the meantime, uh, drink some coffee or something. Is it